All right, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Idols to Rivals podcast. This is episode number 82. If this is your first time ever listening, this is a podcast that's uploaded every Wednesday. Kind of just shoot the shit, talk really about anything, and uh, uploaded Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, everywhere you can listen to podcasts, we have it up there. So starting off with the obvious, as we always do, is sports. If you watch the Super Bowl over the weekend, you will see that a, they started it a lot earlier, which is kind of nice. Normally, you're staying up till midnight watching the Super Bowl, but started, I think, at 6 Eastern time, which was nice, 6.30. So that was kind of an interesting change. I'm surprised that the NFL actually listened to people and realized, you know, that would have been helpful back in the day whenever we're going to school and, you you know, you stay up till 1 in the morning to see who won the Super Bowl. But Los Angeles Rams win the Super Bowl heartbreaking fashion, was really hoping for the Bengals. I don't even really know why, to be honest with you. I didn't care who won either way, so it was a little bit more boring. It was a great game, unlike the uh, the, Ram, the last Rams Super Bowl with um, against the Patriots, where it was like three to nine by the end of it, which was the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched in my life. But a lot of good stuff, horrible calls all around. You know, there was offsides, there was face masks, there were penalties on both sides. I hear everybody the fan base is bitching one way or the other. They're both you know terrible calls on both sides, and so. It was what it was. I was hoping, you know, if that last pass when Joe Burrow was getting spun around by Aaron Donald, if the the wide receiver would have caught that for a first down, that would have been a game changer. They would have 100% won that Super Bowl. But it was cool to see Matthew Stafford has been, you know, taking the brunt end of a a terrible franchise forever. So he goes to a, uh, a new organization and one season in wins a Super Bowl. So that was great. Cooper Cup obviously an animal. And I was talking with one of my friends while we were watching it. Where did Cooper Cup come from? No idea where he went to school, what his couple of years. I don't even know how long he's been in the league. Uh, a couple of years, obviously, but has he been in the league five years, three years, seven years? No clue. Hadn't heard his name since before last year. Then now he wins the triple crown of receiving. Super Bowl MVP, kind of wild and crazy because, you know, you heard about him for fantasy points and, you know, big plays this season, but you never really heard about that before. And so, I'm not sure where he's from. I don't know where he went to college, and I kind of want to keep it that way. There'll, there'll be a little allure there, but it looked like the Rams were having fun celebrating. Again, I kind of wish Joe Burrow would have won after kind of a fairy tale season, and I'm always rooting for the underdog. If it's not my team, I'll root for the underdog. Let's get a little you know, surprise win out of it, but good game all around. Halftime show I really liked. I know everyone loves to bitch about halftime shows, but I thought it was cool. Eminem, Kendrick, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, I thought it was you know, done really well. It was super cool that they had those little houses and moving in and out. And obviously the, uh, the 50 cent memes were hilarious that now he's a whole dollar or I saw there's a ton of memes out there, but yeah, I thought all around, you know, just very like B, B plus Super Bowl. nothing to complain about, nothing crazy to talk about some good plays, but just an average Super Bowl, And it was nice to see the usual suspects not in there. You know, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, we're talking about the Bengals in a Super Bowl, which I never thought would happen considering I think they had four wins last year and they've been just garbage my entire life, my entire NFL, you know, fandom career. They've been terrible. You know, they had Ocho Cinco, who was fun to watch, but they, I think they went to the playoffs one time before that in my entire lifetime. So it was cool to see, kind of wish they won, but you know, it was a, uh, it was a good show. It was, it was, you know, worth the time. And that, that stupid Bitcoin commercial, everyone bumped around. Still don't know if anyone got Bitcoin. I heard they were handing out $15 worth of Bitcoin, which would be cool. I don't, think that's what happened, but I'd heard those in different places um, and kind of transitioning completely off topic. But I don't know why I do this to myself with these stupid Netflix shows, but 
you know, the, the dating, like not bachelorette or anything like that. I think, you know, those are, those are tragic and horrible, but the, uh, you know, too hot to handle love is blind. The Netflix produced ones I think are absolutely hilarious and love is blind specifically. Never thought I'd be talking about this, but it just, it boggles my mind that these people go into a show and basically in order to get more airtime, you have to promise to get married, you know, and they don't say that. I'm sure the verbiage is different in the contract, but basically what you're saying is I'm going to come into the show. If I want to be, you know, if I want to go on this vacation to Mexico, or if I want to, you know, have a wedding fully paid for, have to just dive into this show, go into a box every day, multiple times a day and meet people just by talking. And the premise behind it, I guess, is to, you know, not be so superficial. We're all about pictures on Instagram or, you know, going to Dr. Miami and, you know, you know, getting Brazilian butt lifts and all that good stuff. But it's really, you know, peel those layers back and let's really get to uh, get to who the person is. And that's all fine and good. But these people, when you hear them talk, you don't really get a, a grasp of time. If you've, if you've watched the show, you know, there's kind of days passing, but you don't know how long it's been. Um, these people are proposing within a few days. The first couple on the show gets like gets engaged. I don't know, 15 minutes into the show. That can only be a couple days. The footage, you know, they're only wearing so many outfits. The footage looks like it's two days and then they cry and then they're like, I want to marry you. And then they do this big reveal where they reveal, you know, how um, their first look, their first check and, and seeing, you know, what they look like physically. And you can just tell. And I don't know if it's, you know, being in the moment, you're kind of blinded by all that, which I get, you know, you, you know, everybody fucks up when they're, you know, off that like honeymoon phase. But, oh, my God, it's brutal. They'll interview these people that are obviously like they're the person they propose to is obviously not into it. And you can tell from a mile away. And they're just like kissing them and they're like, yeah, I think it went great. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with my, with them. And then they do another talking head with the other person, the guy or girl. And they're like, how are you feeling about it? They're like, oh, well, I'm nervous. I'm just hoping I made the right decision. And then they cut back to the other person and they're just all smiles. You know, I can't wait to get a dog and have 15 kids. And it's, it's brutal. Whoever made the show genius, you know, all, all, (laughs) I'm not surprised it's back for whatever season, second, third season, whatever it is, but absolutely brutal that these people are getting engaged. Some of them married, I think from a season last season, a couple of them got married. I don't know if they're still together. I didn't really don't really go that far into it, but you're signing up to get married. Now we have the whole, you, Oh, you date. Oh, you do this. All those shows have been around, you know, since reality TV was a thing. But the fact that we've gotten to the point where these people are talking through a screen, like a wall to, and the only way you continue on is, is to get engaged and then married. And then these people are FaceTiming their parents and it's, it's, it's hilarious. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's great. I watched, you know, all four episodes, like in a night, stayed up all night. Cause it just, I couldn't believe that some of these people do what they're doing. And reality TV has always been like that. It's always kind of just made me laugh, but this is just on a whole nother level. And then of course they meet up and they're like, Oh, you're actually not the same person or, Oh, you know, I do care about what physical looks looks like, which is a completely normal thing. And then they, they go and they're like, hmm, yeah, I really don't like that. Or I'm not attracted to them physically. Or, you know, you're kind of meaner. And per- it's just, it's, it's hilarious. And so if you haven't watched it, I would recommend checking it out. But again, with that whole, you know, like toxic thing where you can't tell or where these people see, you know, see each other for the, uh, for the first time. And then you can, you can kind of tell as a viewer who's really into it, who's not into it at all. 
And so that kind of kind of made me think, I was like, damn, is it really that obvious when other people are dating? Like if you're talking to somebody and all your friends know that they're not into it or, you know, they're hooking up with somebody else, but you're just completely have no idea this is the best person on earth. It's me and them forever. Like it makes you think kind of third person perspective wise, you know, is that, is that, have I done that? Is that, which we all, of course we all have, but it was funny because you can tell from a mile away when they're just like, Oh yeah. Wow. You look great. And they're just like cringing. The other person's just absolutely falling in love and they have, they have no words to respond. And so go check it out. It's hilarious. You know, maybe it will change your perspective on, you know, how much hope you have in the human race. That's not my fault. Um, but it's, it's absolutely hilarious. And so, uh, that's, that's what I just had to talk about. Cause I think it just came out recently again, but these shows, I just, and too hot to handle the, the other one where it's, you know, I think you just like can't touch each other or, or whatever. These shows are just getting absolutely insane. And you got to realize people don't realize when I hear everyone talking about it, you don't realize that you you got to, Oh, there's so much drama. Oh, it's so actually The reason people do that is because you're not going to get screen time if you're sitting around being a normal human being. And so I get, trust me, I get sucked into it too, but you're really, you're really not going to, to sit around. If you came on the show to get screen time, you get shout out your Instagram handle. You're not going to get any screen time if you're acting like a normal person. So some of these people are freaks. You can tell the ones that are, but most of the time I feel like it's drummed up just so they can get their, uh, their screen on, um, their screen time on and, you know, more power to them. They'll get it. They'll get it knocked out. But these, these Netflix shows and these streaming services shows just keep trying to one up each other. And, you know, I'm all here for it to be entertained, but it's just, it's absolute comedy that people, again, you're, you're getting married and you've never met the person. Um, and it's just, I don't know. Again, we'll see how it plays out. So check it out if you haven't already. I, you know, no free shout outs, but I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, and transitioning again, best transition in the world. Something more on the lines of what we normally talk about on these podcasts, if you've listened before, is just, you know, improvement or lessons that, that I've been learning or that someone's been, you know, somebody, a friend's been talking about or struggles that they've been going through, as well as myself. And the big thing that's kind of been coming up, I'm about to turn 25. So, you know, the quarter life crisis or whatever you see on, you know, people's Instagrams or, or what have you kind of not really there. Don't really feel that. And it could be, you know, the second I turn 25, I'm like, Oh shit, I, you know, I'm lost or behind. But the, the biggest thing in that is, is, you know, that feeling of, I have no idea what's going on, what to do, where to go. And, you know, at the stage of, of 24 years old, I fully understand that that's, do I know exactly what I want to do? Not at all. I kind of have a rough idea, but again, the more I read, the more I try to, you know, educate myself on, you know, just preparing for, you know, you're going to feel these feelings of, Oh my God, I have no direction or I'm behind. That's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people have, especially with us being super connected, feeling really behind or, you know, these people are getting married. I'm sure everyone kind of in this age bracket, you know, everybody's getting married. Everyone's having kids. Shit's crazy. I feel like we were, you know, freshman in high school two weeks ago talking about, you know, who are you inviting to homecoming? And now it's like, okay, well, my buddy's having a second kid. So I totally get that and been been thinking it myself as well. Not, no, God, not having kids, but, you know, that feeling of like, damn, should I have it figured out? And what's been more reassuring than than anything is, you know, I've been reading a lot about, obviously, creating that mindset mindset has been the focus for 
you know, years now, just getting, not controlling that mindset, but being more aware of it and figuring out ways to use it to your advantage. And I guess in a way controlling, but realizing that that lost feeling will, will never go away, you know, and you, some people have their purpose from, from out of the gate, from jump street, you know, hey, I want to be a basketball player or, you know, I know I want to help people or I want to be a doctor when you're like seven and then you end up going to, you know, school for that. So some people have that and majority of, of them don't. I think we put the spotlight on the people that do, you know, the people that are like, oh, I want to be a lawyer because X, Y, and Z, or, oh, I want to be a doctor again, X, Y, Z, or, oh, I've always loved painting. I know that's, I don't care if I make $5 a year, like that's what I want to do. And there's a bit of envy and I feel the same way about, you know, those people that have it figured out or, or what we think is figured out and they, they know what they want to do. They seem satisfied. They seem happy. And so that's been another thing as I, as we go through this journey, because, you know, clocks ticking obviously, but is is figuring out, you know, how can you be okay with that feeling of feeling lost or feeling like, you know, I'm wasting time on the goal that I need to, you know, I need to find that one true goal. And then I, you know, I'm losing time on working on that. And the thing I keep hearing over and over again is, you know, a, that's normal. That's, that's how a lot of people feel. Majority of people don't know, you know, they're calling until they, you know, they walk upon it or, or it finds them. And so that's, you know, and that's kind of lofty up in the air, um, you know, like rah, rah kind of shit. And so kind of more tactically, I think, is the idea of just tasting everything, trying everything until you really, you know, you find the thing that's like, okay, you know, maybe this isn't what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but maybe, you know, I get five good years out of it where, you know, I, then I find what I, what I actually want to do. Or maybe, you know, this makes me grow as a person. That way I know myself more that way, like, oh, I actually did want to go back and get my degree in this or did want to apply to that job. And so it's that idea of, you know, if opportunity doesn't come knocking, build the door. It's that idea of, you know, a, a perspective change that I had last night, actually, while I was watching the recap of this book that I'm now going to buy called The Unfair Advantage. They were talking about luck. And so my my thinking behind luck was always, okay, you know, something that happens, you know, in your favor without, you know, any control over it. It's just kind of there. And you're like, oh, shit, I got lucky today. Or, oh, you know, this happened. You know, the universe gave this to me. But this idea of that luck isn't, a variable that you can't control. Luck isn't something that just kind of happens to you. It's something that you can actively seek out. And it was a it was a wild perspective change because it went from, you know, hopefully I get lucky today or, you know, hope this works out to, you know, let me put out as many shots as possible and see if one hits, which is, you know, basically my thesis for all of this for the YouTube channel, for the podcast. That's basically my thesis for all of this. It's just, you know, shoot or shoot, going after it, just going until something lands, something sticks. And so the idea of, you know, how do you get more luck? You know, making your own luck, as, uh, as Rob Dudek would say, you know, talking to more people, networking, um, you know, going for opportunities, you know, always trying, putting out content, what have you. Basically, the whole thesis of what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to get better at and establish is that idea of luck. And so it made me, th you know, perspective change from this is something that happens to me that to this is something that I can work towards. And so I'd already be kind of, you know, living by that thesis, like why I do these podcasts, why I post videos, all of that kind of stuff. But it really kind of gave me a, a word for it or a, you know, it kind of bundled it up and said, you know what, this is, this is how you get luckier is you, you take more shots, you try more as opposed to, you know, if you try 10 shots and they fail, you know, maybe one or maybe one sticks, or if you try, you know, 5,000 shots and then, you know, 26 of them hit, 
You know, it's, it's that complete different change of thinking to where, you know, it's not something that happens to you. It's not something that you can't control. You can give yourself an opportunity to get luckier. And that was just a wild change in perspective. I thought I'd share that with you. And actually I hadn't even written that down in my notes. That was uh, that was something that kind of came up, but I find it, I find it really disheartening when I get in that mindset of, you know, things are out of my hands, for example, and this is kind of a lofty, you know, jump, but the reason I like superheroes like, you know, Iron Man or Batman are, they're not, you know, they don't have superpowers. They can't fly. They can't, you know, they can't read minds, all this other stuff. It's, you know, it's them. And if it's that idea of, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. If someone's done it, it can be done before. Just because you can't see that the answer to it or solution doesn't mean the solution doesn't exist. And so that switch of, you know, you know, luck or, you know, determination, work, whatever it may be, you know, these are variables that you can, to some degree, you know, hard work, you can control completely. uh, Grit, determination, you know, persistence, those are things that you control. No one can take that away from you. And, you know, other things, what have you, you know, people are born richer, people are born with, you know, the right last name, these things happen. But the point is, is you can get to that level. And whenever you believe things are out of your hands or things happen to you rather than either happen for you or happen because of you, when it's that happens to you mentality, you're not going to get anything done. You're not going to, you're not going to try if you think the game's already, already rigged in your, in your opponent's favor or against you. If you have that mindset of, you know, taking that responsibility towards, you know, I'm going to make this happen or I'm going to put the work in, or the reason I failed is because I didn't work hard enough or I didn't study long enough. When you have that perspective change of I control my destiny, then you then you do because that is the, the way things happen. It's not all these, you know, random events do happen, but that's, you know, that's few and far between. It's more of, you know, I I'm here because of the decisions I made and I can change it because of the decisions I will make. And that's up to me. And that's on me. And once you accept that idea, the the fear and anxiety of, th- of things happening to you. you know, you know, where does a lot of anxiety come from? It comes from, you know, the unknown and in not knowing, you know, what's, what's going to happen or how to react. But if you take responsibility and go, okay, listen, these are the steps I'm taking. This is the result I want. Even if it's not the result you want, you know that you cause that because of your actions. And it takes that fear out of it because you knew something was going to happen as opposed to just getting, you know, chin checked in the side of the face out of nowhere you put the you put something in motion to uh, to get a return, get a get a consequence, which I guess is a terrible connotation. But you put something in motion to get a response back, and so realizing that you can control that good and bad is a powerful mindset, and will set you up for you know a feeling like you control your destiny, which is which again changes your mindset from you know oh no boohoo me to you know what how can I fix this? How can I adapt? How can I get better? And so I think that's something to think about. And I kind of want to end on that note is just get in that mindset of, you know, I'm here because of decisions I made and I can make things better or I can make things worse on decisions I'm going to make. And so if you have that in your mind throughout the whole process, you know, there's not a lot that can stop you. Once you take the reins, once you take control, you're, you know, your destiny is really up to you. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have things that you can't control. But the point is that you started that chain reaction. And those those obstacles are what's going to make you better, what's going to make you tougher, smarter, faster. Those obstacles, those that resistance is what's going to make you better. And so leaving you with that, I appreciate everybody for listening to the podcast today. We'll have another episode next week, next Wednesday. And um, 
we uh, will keep it going. I appreciate everybody for listening as we continue on in this new year. You know, things are moving. Things are moving and a little slower, but we're going to pick it up the pace. And, and, you know, really, I want this year to be the year that everything kind of sets off and, and we build this community I've always wanted to and uh, and get people together that are, you know, just going after it because it can be tough when you're when you're flying solo going towards things that that nobody believes in and i I fully understand that so we'll ride it together so appreciate you guys we'll see you guys in the next episode have a good one and uh make sure you share it it really helps out the podcast and uh see you in the next one peace